A lumpy space princess? Is that you? Let me go to this party. <laughs> it's podcast time. Group on Grabber Friends. We'll talk about very distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are talking about Adventure Time all the way from the beginning to the very end. Oh, yeah. Matt? Yes. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> good. You seem flustered. No, I'm good. I, it was a long week. Yeah. It was a long week. It felt like a very long week, like a month of a week. Yeah. Uh, so last Sunday, I, mm-hmm. I was actually the guest on another podcast yeah. called Tokyo Lives. Uh, I think the episode's going to, by the time this episode's out, that episode will be out. So, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, that was just last Sunday. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it. It felt like two weeks ago already. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of our weeks have been flying by lately. So That's I don't know so what true. the difference was with this week. Yeah. I don't know either. It's crazy, but yeah. hey, you know, we're here and talking about Adventure Time couldn't be in a better place. And, and we're on a regular release schedule again. <laughs> we're <laughs> so trying. That's cool. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Feel like we're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you? Um, fine sweaty it's hot outside it is hot outside it's very it's very humid and moist and hot yep uh, we're still <laughs> pretty new to texas and like every time i look at the 10-day forecast it's the same it's like 100 to 104 degrees every day yeah it's yeah. wild i've it's never wild. Been, so consistently been in the triple digits outside yeah yeah yep. it's wild it really is and i'm like I'm like, hey, this is a choice we made. It's fine. We have AC, thankfully, knock on wood. And uh, yeah, I I just, uh, I'm, we were outside planting. So we have these, a patio, we have some plants and one of our plants needed a, a more deep pot. And so Matt and I changed things around and yeah. even shaded. It was hot. <laughs> it was a good time though. I enjoyed yeah. the planting. Yeah, I like it too. So It's my favorite. Yeah, me too. Well, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, um, we uh, so my first thought when we fi- when we finished watching the two Adventure Time episodes today mm-hmm. was where do these two episodes come from? And I love them both. <laughs> like I didn't expect much going into either of them, but yeah. then because I didn't really remember either of them too well. Yeah. And both of them, I was like, these are great. And like the first one I was like, okay, well, there's no way the Tree Trunks wedding episode is going to be this good. I was like, I think I like it even more. Yeah. I really, really liked the Tree Trunks episode. I thought yeah. that was great. We have not, you know, we're we're fans of TT and not all TT episodes are great. No, especially when the last Tree Trunks and Mr. Pig episode was the one where everybody in town shaming them for yeah. their PDA. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, it's probably going to be like that again. But then I was like, this episode's amazing. And there's it was so many great. Like, little subplots going on and it everything. It was great. It was great. Yep. First one, I was not as wild about, but we can talk about that in a little bit. Oh, Root Beer Guy? Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, before we get into the episodes, yeah. we took a poll. Yeah, we announced it last week. Yes. And, and put it up on the Twitters and... And also on Spotify. And Spotify. Okay, okay. And um, so yeah, I get I asked, um, what was it? which do you consider to be the better series? Adventure Time or regular show? And like, some people were not thrilled having to answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just, just so everybody knows, like, this is just for fun. Like, I love both shows. You know just who like... you are. <laughs> <laughs> and really, the ultimate answer is, hey, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Early Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> so um, on Twitter, Adventure Time got 88%. Regular Show got 13%. Oh, wow. And you tagged the the guys doing the regular show. 
right? I did not. <gasps> I know. Matthew. I wanted to set up this whole thing with them, but, uh, and you know what? We got an unfair advantage because people reading it are people, mostly people who listen to the podcast. I or foresee watch a new poll in the future. But not current, not like this week, but in the future, we'll have to like partner with them and like share it on both of our shows and be like, hey, yeah, season six goals. Yeah. Yeah. And then on Spotify, it was a little closer, though. Oh, Adventure Time at 95 (laughs) percent. Regular show. It's not. (laughs) Adventure Time got 19 votes and regular show got one. Mm -mm -mm. Yep. So take that. (laughs) podcast <laughs> excellent podcast uh, like, what's your problem with us nothing nothing is our dirt in your eye oh wow okay that escalated quickly so um and then we have a poll up for um team rubric is going to win oh yes yes there is a poll for uh team rubric or team nona i'm, I'm enjoying doing these polls it's been fun yeah matt's a pollmeister a pollmeister <laughs> oh man Oh, man, I want to get into the Barbie movie, but we're already five minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, you are Kenuff. I am Kenuff. (laughs) Yeah, so we we saw Barbie last night, and we both liked it. Yeah. Yep. It was was divine. I said, if there was a live-action Adventure Time movie, I'd want... Based on the visual style of that movie, I was like, Greta Gerwig should direct Adventure Time. For reals. Yeah. I would like it. Who would play Finn? Michael Cera? (laughs) No, 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 no. Who would play Finn? Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine Michael Zera playing Finn? That's hilarious. Jeremy Shana playing an older Finn. Yeah? Yeah, at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? He's an actor. Yeah. And uh, Jake would be probably animated. (laughs) You think so? You can't get a a real dog to stretch its limbs. That's true. That's true. Who would voice him? John DiMaggio. Oh, with the Amy. Get your life together. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Finn, I'm your buddy. Oh, I guess <laughs> what was I can't that? Be, it's not Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, let's get to the show. Let's do it. So we got two episodes, Root Beer Guy and... What's Apple Wedding? Apple Wedding. Yeah, that's right. I can't remember I, the name. <laughs> I was trying to avoid clicking my mouse as much as possible this episode, oh and I'm gosh. already... Like, I got to click on the episode to see the name. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> One person out there is like, the clicking. <laughs> All right. So let's get started. Let's do it. All right. So title is True Beer Guy. IMDb rating 8.4. Super high. Yeah, it is. Um, overall number 147. It's wow. the 43rd episode of this season. We are almost to the end of the season, y'all. It's been over a year. Yeah. It has taken us forever. In our in a very small defense, it is the length of two regular seasons of the show. Yeah, but still. Yeah. It's, and we moved <laughs> we in the middle those. of it. <laughs> Multiple times. Okay. Anyway, uh, title is Rubier Guy, directed by Adam Muto, uh, written and storyboarded by Graham Falk. Original air date, December 2nd, 2013, with 1.84 U.S. 1.84 million U.S. viewers. 1.84 viewers. Yep. <laughs> the title card is an image of Root Beer Guy pushing Jake in a detective hat and Root Beer Guy's wife. Yes. And Princess Bubblegum wrapped up in a blanket. Yeah. And whoa. They're like in two, like, what do you call those? Subsets or whatever in circles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, the episode starts with Finn and Jake tickling Ogre, who we last saw in the Enkai Ridian. 
with Princess Bubblegum and some candy people holding hands in a circle around him. The ogre laughs, releasing some of the candy people from his mouth. Apparently he ate them and they just kind of all like squeal as they come out of his mouth. It's funny. Yeah. The candy people cheer, except for Root Bear Guy. He is fascinating, but does not seem to care about uh, care about it at the same time. Uh, he heads to his workplace and scans his key card to get into the door. He looks back and sees the ogre run by and Finn and Jake chasing after him, wielding swords. So Rupier Guy walks into his workplace and then sits at his desk in a small office, which appears to be a call center for telemarketing. <laughs> Again, just like I love seeing how, how the the land of Ooh works. Yes. It's, it's really interesting yeah. stuff. So he gets on the phone and tries to sell someone a, an amazing vitamin supplement. He asks the person on the phone if they have ever felt that no matter what they eat, they always feel tired and sluggish. Rupier Guy's boss suddenly snaps his fingers at him and tells him to get back to work. Rupier Guy continues calling people. When the day is over, he walks outside and is greeted by two co-workers standing by the door. He walks to the subway, gets on, and proceeds to read a mystery book. I think the thing about this experience... Um, so first, there's there's a couple things I noticed. He's in a cubicle and doing like... It, it's like classic telemarketing. Yep. Um, and then... Matt, have you ever worked as a telemarketer? No. No, I have not. That's oh, a, it's like a job one, one job you've never had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So totally like right on right on point with the, the demanding boss, wanting more out, uh, output you know, and, and more sales. I do think it's interesting how, like, what vitamin supplement are they selling? Yeah, what, <laughs> like, what vitamins do candy people need? Yes, what and, like, later that eat? night, he's, like, eating dinner and it's candy. And it's just like... <laughs> yeah. And I'm, then, on top of that, the guys on the outside is like, we should start our own business. And it's like, that's so classic, like... Oh, yeah. Disgruntled employees, like, yeah, we just, we're, we we're just going to do our business. own thing. The amount of times I've heard that in my life is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> He then walks home at his house where Bear Guy and his wife, Cherry Cream Soda, eat dinner. He compliments the food and asks her what it is. She replies, candy. Which, I'm curious, is this cannibalism? Because, yeah, candy eating candy. Yeah. I mean, technically they're beverages, but, like, I didn't understand how that worked. Yeah, I, I, would, I would think cannibalism would be either them drinking soda, but maybe not eating candy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like the type of candy specifically. If you're like cinnamon bun and eating another cinnamon bun, that's yeah. cannibalism, but not yeah. if you're eating peppermint butler. Yeah. It's just interesting. Anyway, uh, so then the sw uh, scene switches to Root Beer Guy and his wife in bed. He is reading a book, but he stops when his wife asks him to turn off the light. He cannot sleep, so he gets up and pulls out a typewriter from under the bed. He goes to the kitchen to continue writing his novel. While doing so, his cat scratches at the door and he lets it out. Suddenly, he hears a scream from outside, so he investigates. He peeks through the bushes and sees Finn and Jake putting Princess Bubblegum in a case. Jake shapeshifts into a truck, and Finn places PB in the bed. Uh, Root Beer Guy notices that something falls out of Finn's pocket before they take off. Shocked, Root Beer Guy goes back inside and wakes his wife to tell her what happened. What, what's, what's our acronym going to be for Root Beer Guy? RBG? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Except... There's a, a better RBG, but, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Root G. Root G. <laughs> Isn't RGB like a, a set of colors for... Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, blue, green. Uh, and I, Ruth I'll just keep Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, oh, my goodness. So... She replies, oh, that's an interesting dream, and goes back to sleep, leaving Root Beer Guy wondering whether it really happened. The next morning, Cat scratches at Root Beer Guy's door from outside. 
RBG is asleep in the kitchen with his typewriter. His wife wakes him up. She tells him that he can't keep falling asleep on the typewriter and that she misses him at night. He apologizes, confessing that he cannot stop thinking about what he saw last night and all of these mysteries. I think this episode does a good job setting up the mystery aspect. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, what are Finn and Jake doing with PB? Mm-hmm. So uh, she accuses of accuses him of caring more about the novel than her and explains that she needs more attention. So after she leaves the house, Rupier Guy goes outside to re-examine the crime scene. There he finds a CCTV camera on a pole <laughs> and a matchbook with a picture of Lake Butterscotch on the cover. The scene changes Rupier Guy's job where his boss is asking him how many products he has sold. He answers none and his boss tells him sarcastically, oh, at least you can count to zero. Such a D. Yep. Finn and Jake suddenly appear outside the window, seemingly looking in at Root Beer Guy. This surprises Root Beer Guy, who goes outside and asks them angrily what they were doing last night with Princess Bubblegum. They reply suspiciously that they were home doing that thing. Root Beer Guy insists he saw them last night, and an angered Finn threateningly tells him to pretend that he did not see anything, then walks away with Jake in an odd manner. This makes RBG more suspicious. I have some questions about Finn and Jake's behavior at the end of the episode. Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Okay. He follows them and then stops to call the banana guard in an attempt to have the duo arrested. Jake goes into a corner saying the princess is there and shapeshifts part of himself to imitate <laughs> PB, which is the funniest part of the episode in oh my opinion. Oh my gosh. Because his impression of PB is so not PB. Not like, at it all. Makes me, like ditzy. Yeah. So the banana guards are fooled and greet the imposter. Because uh, of course... It's the banana guard. Right. So this infuriates Rupier guy and he storms away. He then spots the surveillance room where all the banana guards uh, video security tapes are stored and kicks the door open, alerting a guard. He searches the room and finds the incriminating tape. The guard returns thinking that someone might have entered the room without authorization. RPG narrowly escapes detection by hiding in the stacks of the videotapes. Later that night, Rupier guy goes home where he finds his wife dressing up like a French maid. <laughs> I have so many questions about this. I know. Uh, to her frustration, he ignores it and tells his wife that he found the evidence of Finn and Jake's crime. She replies that they would never do that. He then plays a tape of the scene while his wife calls Finn and Jake. Yeah. So satisfied, he tells his wife that he will go out and present the evidence to the banana guard. He opens the door to only to find Finn and Jake waiting for him, and they look super suspicious. Dun, dun, dun. They immediately take the tape. His wife explains that she called them to stop what he was doing and that this was for their own good. So Root Beer Guy follows Finn and Jake to the store, Pudding's Hardware, where mm -hmm. he asks Mr. Pudding, who steals the show, by the way, this character is great, Yeah. Uh, asks what they bought and what they were doing. After rattling off a suspicious list of items, he replies that they're headed to Lake Butterscotch. Then RBG borrows Mr. Pudding's pickup truck and heads over to the lake. There he makes out the silhouette of Finn and Jake in a boat through the fog. He calls the banana guards pretending to be the maniac who kidnapped the princess to get them to head over to the lake, which does not provoke any real interest on their part. So Mr. Pudding. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about Mr. Pudding? It's just so funny. This, this little one scene character. He's like a country, he's like the stereotypical country store clerk. Yeah, yeah. Who's like, like. Oh, well, they're going to this lake, which is, you know, kind of place where if somebody screamed, no one would ever hear them. Yeah. He's now thinking about it's kind of creepy, but it also, it's a good place to hide a body if you're into that kind of thing. He's <laughs> <laughs> just listing like all these different ways people can get rid of a dead body in yeah. this lake. Yeah, it's great. 
So, abandoned cabins and everything. Yeah, and some abandoned cabins. <laughs> so annoyed, root beer guy then tells them uh, that he was there boating after 8 p.m. Uh, against the lake's posted rules, which finally provokes uh, the, the banana guard into action. But before they get there, Finn and Jake dump what root beer guy suspects to be the princess in the lake. The banana guards arrest root beer guy and later get Finn and Jake using a rope to pull their boat back to shore. So Finn and Jake congratulate the banana, the banana guards for catching them, calling out to Princess Bubblegum, who appears out of the lake, throwing confetti and cheering for the guards. The princess also congratulates the guards on solving the case of her kidnapping. But much to her surprise, the guards have absolutely no clue as to what she is talking about. Confused, PB asks who actually solved the case. The guard said it's a root beer guy who is seen handcuffed. Furious. She's like, what the jam, Jay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the princess asks why he's in handcuffs, and the guards have mixed answers regarding RBGs breaking the law of being on the lake after 8 p.m., much to the princess's chagrin. I have expected the episode was going to end with root beer guy behind bars because of breaking the boat rule. Mm-hmm. So a day or two pass, and a root beer guy is seen talking to his wife about the previous night, commenting... That it has been quite a long time since he and Cherry Cream Soda have danced. Mm -hmm. As he is in a new uniform and heading out the door with her, she states that she is proud that he has become the captain of the, of the captain of the banana guards. The two walk away from their house holding hands as the mystery novel and typewriter are seen in the trash bin. The end. Yeah, the end. So, what are your first thoughts on this one? Okay, I have lots of questions. So... They have an airport. They must have an airport because there's an airplane in the sky. Yeah. Where are these people traveling to? Maybe different kingdoms? I guess. Maybe taking a little vacation in the Flame Kingdom or the Slime Kingdom? Yeah. I don't know. Every kingdom seems pretty... Close? Unpleasant in comparison <laughs> to the that, Kingdom. That too. Yep. Yep. Uh, maybe they're going to Breakfast Kingdom or something? I guess. Maybe they're going to Hot Dog Princess's nasty little corral. <laughs> Hanging out with Hot Dog Princess and her brine. <laughs> Hot dog water. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. So Okay. So you all know I love an episode about world that has world building. I think this episode does that really well. Yeah. Yeah. I suspected it was something like like this, like the outcome. I didn't know what it was going to be because it was just all too like really convenient. Yep. Um, so it was an okay episode. I like it. It's a solid story. I don't feel like it was anything to write home about though no i, I no, tell me it everything tell me all the things I, you're thinking i liked the mystery element of this one i liked all the little side characters in this one added a lot to it i like yeah. root beer guy's uh voice performance who normally isn't a voice actor he's a writer on adventure time and he was a writer on spongebob and a bunch of other shows oh that's cool yeah and uh i don't know i just really enjoyed it i thought finn and jake were really funny in it yeah uh but why like they saw that this guy was catching on, and they were kind of being, like, super suspicious with him. Yeah. Why did they just tell him straight up, like, look, man, this is a test for the banana guards? Maybe they weren't sure that he wouldn't tell. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, the, the food, like, seeing what candy people eat, and yeah. then there being a call center, and, like, all this stuff. Like, it's seeing the mundane yeah. in the life of Ooh is... Kind of cool. You it don't is, get to see too, too much of that. I agree. I like that a lot. I mean, yeah. I love the dungeon crawler and the, the adventuring episodes, but this one was really just interesting in terms of that in itself. I really thought that they did a good job of covering like the the relationship between 
um, him and his wife, mm-hmm. her in the French maid costume. Where yeah. It's like, well, you know, she's trying to get something going on. And then, you know, her's like, oh, you didn't pay attention to me. It's like all of those tropes that we see in these kind of like the detective who's obsessed with the case, you know? Yeah. Yep. Him uh, on the typewriter. Oh, go ahead. So, oh, go ahead. Him on the typewriter reminded me of your booklets that you made, like the Maverick in Paradise. Yeah. They used to make comic books about our cat. Yeah. When I was a security guard. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know how like every every two episodes we cover, we always find some similarity between the two of them. The similarity between these two is kinky characters. <laughs> yeah, and, no and wow, kidding. that's oh and my full, full display of the tree trunks Dude, next one is uh, yeah. <laughs> that is that is a- extra. Yep, it's great. <laughs> so <laughs> so Rubier guy's cat is a uh, huge. Yeah. I noticed. I was like, wow, this cat's like half the size of this guy's body. It's funny. <laughs> also, um, they have a VCR, which was crazy to me. Yeah. He's like, I got the incriminating evidence as long as it's the right tape. And I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> it also is like, and I'm pretty. So funny. So funny. Oh, uh, yeah. is there anything you didn't like in this one? No, I, I mean, it's something I didn't like. It just, I think for me, it was just. It was obvious that it wasn't like it was just a, a, you know, they were just testing someone. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think if there's anything I didn't like, it's I feel like Ruby or guy should have found a balance in the end and not just ditch his passion for mystery writing. Yeah. Yeah. Like seeing the typewriter and the yeah. trash table. Like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. He's That's, like, well, I'm kind of a bummer. It's kind of like it's kind of like Rex at the end of Toy Story where he doesn't want to play the video game anymore because he lived it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Against. Emperor Zerg. Maybe it's just not his passion anymore. Maybe not. Since he's lived the mystery. It's like the end of the Pee Wee Herman movie. Yeah. Where uh, Pee Wee's watching a movie about his life mm. or his adventure. Oh, and I've, I've never seen the whole movie. And his girlfriend's like, don't you want to watch? And, he, and they're leaving the drive-in theater. And uh, Dottie's like, don't you want to watch the movie, Pee Wee? He's like, I don't need to watch it. I lived it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Matt? Yeah. Where was the snail? Beside trash can. So it's a shot of the cat scratching the outside of the door. And you can see the snail behind the trash can. I tried to find it. I didn't. Oh, by the way, the background animation of this episode is phenomenal. Like, there's a lot of, like, cool imagery in this one. Like, the shop, when a root beer guy is going to the shop, Uh you have, like, this nice, like, twilight hour animation in the sky in the background. It's really cool looking. It, It got me thinking, like, I finally know what it is that the backgrounds in the show remind me of. It's the video game Kirby's Dreamland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Back on Nintendo. Yeah. That's Snail my Snail Watch 2023. 2023. Snail Watch. <laughs> I said it yeah, the animation was good in this episode, and yeah. it was really complete. You in know? some episodes, it just really stands out. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite line? My favorite line is, look, man, you didn't see nothing, and it's Finn. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite line? My favorite line was, bingo, bango. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we just root beer guys. Hey uh, Matt, can you uh yeah, can you make give me an impression? Hey, here we go. Bingo bango. <laughs> <laughs> root beer guy. What's your impression? I'm using this um a marmalade spray on tan. Jake doing the Prince voice. Of of voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. Yep. And like when he tr- when he morphs his body into Princess Bubblegum, it looks so awful. Yeah. But it has like her little like crown, so it looks kind of like her. And her body shape is about the same. Yeah. Yeah. The banana guard are useless. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got some Triv. Cricket. 
It's trivia time. Trivia, trivia, trivia. So it's revealed that the Candy Kingdom contains a rapid transit system. It's also revealed uh, that o- operable airplanes fly above the kingdom, meaning that there must be some sort of airport nearby. Yeah. Uh, pickup trucks were re- reinvented or repaired. And we know this because he, he takes the pickup truck from Put-In's Hardware. Yes. And part of Root Beer Guy's story reads, you say you're sick? Yeah. Not here for advice? This may be intentional, reflecting Root Beer Guy's status as an amateur author. At the end of the episode, the end is shown in the paper of the TIE Rider in the European and Latin American version. It was not in this our, our version. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. We got some episode connections. Yeah. So Jake's hat looks like the one he wears in Jake the Dad. The banana guards have a camera system, a CCTV, similar to the one seen in the episode You Made Me. Pickup trucks are back from the episode We Fixed the Truck, although they are different makes and models. This episode's plot is similar to Bimo Noir, as the episode focuses on Root Beer Guy's thoughts and him cracking the case. Yes, this is another film noir episode. Yeah, Matt. (laughs) How'd you feel? You liked it. I Matt know. Likes I noirs. know. It's, it, it turns out I like film noir. And I thought I hated it. I don't know. It's one of those I things I just it. came around on. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you had a prediction for this episode I based sure on did. its title. Yes, I did. And usually I, I'll grade these in advance just based on my memory of the episode. I remembered so little from this episode and the following one that I'm just going to have to grade it on the spot today. <laughs> Oh, so you right. know it's going to be fair. So it's going to be super fair. You know it. It's so. going to rhyme with A. <laughs> yeah, A F. <laughs> uh. so based on the title of Root Beer Guy, you guessed, Root Beer Kingdom is hosting their annual Root Beer Float Night. <laughs> Unfortunately, with the breakup from the Root Beer Gal, Root Beer Guy loses control when he learns that Root Beer Gal is going to be heading up the kissing booth. At the float night. He decides to spoil the event by using fireworks to scare the Root Beer Kingdom folks away. All right. <laughs> That's wild. So we're going to be basing this on the rubric created by Caroline, which you can find in the show notes. We were grading scale that goes from 4 to 33. And I'm just going to take a quick second here and do a little grading. Do, 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 do. All right, here we go. Do, 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 do. Do boom, boom. Hey, nice. <laughs> so I'm going to give that a 30. 30 out of 33. Woohoo! That's, I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, and you also, know what that is? An A. An A. It's an A. So um, the couple couple similarities, are there, like it, it may seem like it has nothing to do with the episode, but uh, Root Beer Guy and Root Beer Gal, or in the episode's yeah. case, um, Cherry cream soda? Yeah. They do have their issues. Have you had cherry cream soda before? Yeah, I love it. I think That's it's good pretty, stuff. It's pretty good. I like regular cream soda, My my like ultimately, but I'll have a cherry cream soda. Yeah, I like regular cream soda too. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, lots of effort put into that prediction, so I like that a lot. Good creativity. I, I would fund this episode with my yeah, producer money. Yeah, you would. Money. Yeah, you would. And uh, yeah, there's, there's enough similarities. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> it's an A. <laughs> Uh, and you want to predict what the next uh, episode's about. I do. I do. Apple wedding. I'm self-cheering over here. You did it. <laughs> All right. Apple wedding. Tree Trunks is finally getting hitched. She has oh my Finn. gosh. She has Finn to be her maid of honor. Jake is appalled 
feeling left <laughs> out, and therefore decides to sabotage the wedding before it can even start. I love it. I love it, too. And I also love the actual episode. Yeah, it's which, so good. This isn't too far off from. Yeah. Uh, any less episode or thoughts about uh, Root Beer Guy? It was a pleasant surprise going back and watching this one. Yeah. Uh, reading the name, I was like, okay, it's going to be a one-off. It's going to center on a character that's not part of the main cast. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a precursor for season six because we had a lot of that in season six. I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> like way more than I ever expected to. How about you? Yeah, I thought it was great. Again, like it's not it's not anything I would be like, oh, I have to see that episode. But it it was good. All right. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad episode. If you want just a further world building kind of fun episode that builds out ooh more and gives you more questions and answers while also solving a mystery in the way that Adventure Time does, this is the episode for you. Oh, yeah. It was a hoot and holler. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. And let's get to the next episode. Next. Apple Wedding. All right. IMDb rating of 7.2 over... Oh, I don't have that information. Well, I guess it was number 148. 148. I think it's 140... Eight? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's a mystery. 148, number 44 of the season. Ooh, get out of there, Amy. Uh, directed by Nate Cash. Written and storyboarded by Tom Herbich and Steve Wolfhard. Air date, January 13th, 2014, 1.86 million U.S. viewers. Lower viewer number and also low IMDb rating. Yeah, this this is a great episode. And I feel shocked and appalled that it has such a low rating. I do, too. Uh, Especially a lower rating than last episode. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) What? Why are you laughing? So this image. So the title card is Wyatt. Uh. Tree Trunks is ex-husband staring longingly at a picture of their wedding. Yeah. And he's got uh, he's got a cracked coffee mug and a jar of green olives on the table. Yeah. This guy. This guy. Poor BMO. <laughs> this is the guy you don't want to sit next to at a wedding. A hundred percent. Have you ever met this guy at the oh, wedding? I feel like every wedding. Yeah. I feel, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> So the episode begins with Cinnabon, which, why is Cinnabon there? Like, doesn't he work for Flame Princess? Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like... I'm betting he was invited as a friend of Tree Trunks. Except that he was put to work by PB. You're right. Yeah. Hmm. Questions. Hmm. I bet he was invited in the guise of being a guest, but really... Lured into doing work. Bubblegum lured him into doing work. (sighs) Anyway, so CB... Sinbun, dressed in a tuxedo carrying a tray of apple cider through the forest, back to the wedding, Princess Bubblegum asks him where he has been since she has asked him to take the drinks around for us. He replies and he misunderstood her instructions and said that he had walked to the zoo and back. Yeah, which it's hilarious. It would have made more sense if it was around the forest. Yeah. Instead of around for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, it makes sense that he is not as sharp as he was before because he is not in the Flame Kingdom. Good point. So he's, uh, yeah. Just saying. Yep. He's half-baked again. Yep. So the opening shot of this episode is awesome. With like, It's like a point-of-view shot from Cinnamon Bun's eyes walking yeah. through the forest. It's kind of cool. It's, it's just a different look than you're used to seeing in the show. Yeah. So the setting opens to Tree Trunk's yard where dozens of pigs and elephants run around in formal attire. 
Eager for the wedding to begin, uh, Princess Bubblegum finds Finn tending the juice bar and tells him that Cinnamon Bun will take over that job. PB then gives Finn the special job of keeping Lumpy Space Princess from crashing the wedding. Amy's wish came is granted. LSP is back, LSP baby. Is back and in top form. In top form, for sure. Loved. And- and Jake can't be bothered because he's being tickled by a bunch of little pigs. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Princess Bubblegum then visits Tree Trunk's wagon to reassure her that she is taking care of all the wedding details, including keeping her three exes apart at all times. <laughs> that is hilarious. Tree Trunks is, uh, she got some history. That girl, she got some power. Can't tie her down. Nope. Until the time comes for Bubblegum to perform the wedding ceremony. However, Tree Trunks replies that she does not accept Princess Bubblegum's authority to perform the ceremony. She insists that she can only be married by His Holiness, the one true King of Ooh. One of the many fascinating things about this episode is discovering Tree Trunks' feelings about Princess Bubblegum. Yes. Who she has zero respect for as an authority figure. Yes. Tree Trunks calls her to the carpet. Yeah, it is Banoonoonoonoos. Banoonoonoonoos. That's funny. So Bubblegum is furious and calls the King of Ooh a fraud. And another thing, we're introduced to the King of Ooh in this episode. Yes. That's like a big deal for the show. For the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So she says he's a fraud. She storms out leaving Tree Trunks alone in her wagon with her mother, (laughs) who insists that uh, the princess is only jealous because Tree Trunks is about to marry such a fine saucy bologna factory <laughs> tree trunks is offended by her mother's levicious comments and worries that her wedding will be a disaster and the whole time she's like she's like don't call him a, a saucy bologna factory she's like bologna factory bologna factory yeah dude her mom is straight up horny yeah yeah like she really is. she she says some naughty things about what what she wants to do to tt's soon-to-be hubby I know. We're so, like, I was like, dang! Yeah, it shows where TT gets it from. No kidding. So outside, the King of Wu is telling the fortunes of Mr. Pig's relatives, and Princess Bubblegum vows to expose him as a fraud. Bimo is excitedly spinning around in a chair at the juice bar next to Wyatt, one of Tree Trunk's <laughs> ex-husbands. Well, she's had multiple ex-husbands. Yes. Fascinating. Um, Wyatt sadly reminisces about the time he was married to Tree Trunks. Another of Mr. Pig's relatives shouts out that the ceremony is starting. Jake serenades tree trunks down the aisle with a recording of his viola, which is funny because it was playing, but it was recording. Yeah. Anyway. Bimo begins rushing to the ceremony, but Wyatt begs Bimo to stay with him as catharsis. While on guard, Finn hears a rustling in the woods, and LSP springs out in a tattered wedding dress of her own and a withered bo- bouquet. <laughs> he hears the her voice in the woods like a ghost. Yeah. Like- let me into this party. Every party's for me. <laughs> um, also, okay, so Bimo's got the coolest little headband with a little cute flower on the side. And Bimo, like that energy, big wedding energy that Bimo displays, that's totally me. I love a good wedding. I always cry at weddings. I'm always like, oh, I love, I just love, love. <laughs> yeah. And poor Bimo great. is the most excited of anyone to be at this yes. wedding. And it doesn't get to take part in it at all. Not at because, all, except for sitting at that juice bar. Because Bimo wants to, wants to make sure Wyatt isn't feeling too sad being alone. Yeah. And depressed. And like... Yeah. Bimo's like, yay, love. Yeah. And uh, every little piece of information of why it gives Bimo, Bimo's like, ah, just yeah. gets a little more broad down. Yeah. I yeah. Really so sad. So Finn tells LSP that this wedding is not her party, but LSP insists, every party is my party. <laughs> so meanwhile, uh, Bubblegum breaks into the King of Ooze blimp, or uh, Zeppelin, as he called it, the Zep. 
to see if there is anything unlawful inside. Tree Trunks basks in the attention everyone is giving her and prolongs her walk down the aisle as Finn and Lumpy Space Princess continue their scuffle. Uh, as Bimo longingly watches the wedding from afar, Wyatt asks Bimo to move in with him. Bimo <laughs> gasps and runs away to the woods as Poor they Bimo. should. Poor <laughs> Bimo, yes. When Tree Trunks reaches the podium, the King of Ooh begins his suspicious wedding vows. Do you, Mr. Pig, take Tree Trunks to be your ever-wedded wife, forever following the teachers of me, the true King of Ooh? And do you, Tree Trunks, promise to love Mr. Pig forever and spend the next five years with me in, seren- in my serenity compound, <laughs> performing simple household repairs to have and to hold in sickness and in health in my gated mountain compound? You ready for uh, an opinion? Yes. I think the King of Ooh is a way more interesting villain than the Lich. Ooh. Because it's, you clearly got a lot of personality from this character. And like, this person is clearly very um, manipulative. Yeah. Yep. And I just, I, I think it makes for a much more hateable villain. Yeah. But also a really funny villain at the same time. Yeah, I mean, the Lich was just evil, right? Yeah. Like, that was his shtick. He just wanted to like, kill people and be evil. Yep. And I think that if you have someone more character or more dialogue or that building of that tension building of that i don't know like that cat and mouse game right yeah that's different than lich that was like clearly like hey we know what we have to do and this guy it's like seems pretty ambiguous yeah and this person can influence people of the candy kingdom yes as evidenced by like what we saw during the wedding there's so much interesting stuff really really fascinating so just as Tree Trunks is about to say, I do, she notices Lumpy Space Princess crawling towards the ceremony and PB hijacking the King of Ooh Zeppelin. So PB announces this wedding is a farce, a criminal farce. <laughs> I love how she says that. Yeah. It sounds like a, a Muppet, um, the, the the eagle guy there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Me neither. So she brandishes the King of Ooh's outdated wedding uh, efficient license. The King of Ooh then pulls out his up-to-date paperwork and accuses PB of breaking into his blimp. Eager to silence him and outraged, Bubblegum sends the King of Ooh to jail. Which she didn't have any authority. Like, he, there was nothing that he did wrong. I agree. She literally just jailed him because she was like, I can't find any dirt on you yet. Yep. Yep. Uh, when the wedding guests protest, Princess Bubblegum also sends them all to jail. Now behind bars, Tree Trunks laments and sees her mother making out with Wyatt. I know, and it's like straight up making out. Gross. <laughs> Uh, she sadly tells Mr. Pig, I guess this is it, sweetie. Telepathic waves beam into Tree Trunk's head and her eyes dilate as she announces, the elephant graveyard is calling me now. Okay, hold your horses. I'm coming. That line cracks me up. So she's like literally going to die. She's just going to die from heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm ready. And uh, she begins to dig her own grave. Uh, (laughs) But as she does this, Mr. Pig tells her to wait, look around. Everyone we care about is all here together. We could have the ceremony right here. Yeah, it's really sweet. I'm glad Mr. Pig is there to uh, offset her crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So Tree Trunks agrees and asks the King of Ooh if he will officiate. The king who has gnawed away at the prison bar says... This is some strong teeth. Oh, yeah. He's like, are you crazy? You can perform your own dang ceremony. Before leaping out the window and shouting, kingofoo.com. I did check that. There's no website. It would be really cool if there was. So Mr. Pig points out that the King of Ooh said Tree Trunks could perform her own dang ceremony. She's like, I know, it was really hurtful. <laughs> but she's like, but his word is the law. So she does perform her own ceremony. And Bubblegum, who has been watching these proceedings over the Candy Kingdom CCTV, starts crying and tells the banana guards to let them all go. 
as she just can't stay mad at something so cute. So the banana guards, because they're dinguses, release all of the wedding guests and all the criminals that were actually in the prison. Yep. However, Tree Trunks and Mr. Pig remain behind in jail, and Princess Bubblegum continues to watch the two. Tree Trunks don't... Looks like we got the whole place to ourselves, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Mr. Pig says, wait, don't you think there might be cameras down here? Tree Trunks replies, I hope so. Yeah. And PB grimaces. And what I love is like this whole time, we're just watching Bubblegum's facial expressions, listening yeah. to this. And then her smile immediately turns to her friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's oh. like the perfect bookend for this episode. Yeah. I can't believe how much I enjoyed this episode. It was so good. Yep. So good. This was a, this, okay, so the thing, this is why I like this episode. One, we're TT fans, okay? Yep. Two, sorry, I'm like pounding on the wall. Two, this, <laughs> this episode continues world building. Yep. It introduces a new character and it also just has so much funny dialogue, quips, silliness innuendos all of this stuff that just i love about adventure time and it's all wrapped up in this beautiful episode yeah and you have multiple subplots going on yeah. that are all equally interesting yes yeah you know, you've got poor vimo stuck with creepy wyatt over at the at the bar yeah and you got finn's whole uh operation to stop um lsb space protest then you have bubblegum trying to infiltrate uh king of ooze blimp yeah zep and everything with tree trunks yeah and you got the King of Wu who has, you know, nefarious motives trying yep. to enslave Titi. Yeah. I love that line of, you can't put us all in jail, and then it cuts to every person Everyone's at the in wedding jail. in jail. Oh, my goodness. And Tree Trunks is like, poor Tree Trunks. So, uh, how do you feel overall about this one? Oh, I love this. I think it's really good. And also, Tree Trunks was so pretty in this episode. Yeah. They really dulled her up. Yeah. You asked a question, how old is Tree Trunk's mom? Yeah. I wonder I wonder if that was... Uh, I'm curious, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> Tree Trunk's... It comes across as an old lady. Yeah. Yep. So Tree Trunk's is firm in her beliefs about um, not being officiated by someone she sees as a fraud. And she yeah. thinks uh, Princess Bubblegum is a fraud. Yeah. It's so fascinating. I want to know more about the King of Wu. I'm sure we will learn more yes, about him. Yes, we will learn more. And luckily... For myself, like, there's not a ton I remember in that regard. Yeah. So it's going to be like watching it again for the first time in, in some ways. We're getting to territory. So once season five is done, for the most part, we're getting into stuff I either don't remember well or I've actually never seen. Oh, wow. Yep. I've, I have not seen probably half the episodes in season six. Oh, wow. Yep. So right. soon we're both going to have predictions. <laughs> right on, Crouton. <laughs> yeah. I thought one of the, the Mr. Pig really was great about like... So Tree Trunks was not a bridezilla. She was definitely like wanting to lavish in the moment. So everything was like she walked down the aisle back and forth and then like really like slowly did everything, which is so cute. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is I think Mr. Pig did a great job of balancing everything and like bringing her back to present and like thinking about like, hey, let's let's think with our rational brain here. I like one at one point he's like, look, everyone's here that we love. Finn, Uncle Donald, Banana Guard number one. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Mr. Pig, he done good in this episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He, he was the most centered character in all of this. I agree. What about you? What did you like? What did you not like? There is nothing I disliked about this episode. Agreed. And I don't know, like I just thought it was so fun. And there's so many, so many characters in this one. I feel like the one missed opportunity in the end is when they let all the prisoners go. Yeah. I would like to see some past criminal uh, characters 
like uh say like sir slicer or something like that mm, that would have been clever yep i didn't realize but as i'm looking at the picture from the hidden gems with snail watch all of jake's children attended yeah yep that's true they take up like half of half of the guests it's crazy what else is in there oh yeah banana guard number one yep and you don't really recognize any of mr pig's family because mm-hmm. they're all pigs mm-hmm. yeah I wonder if any of them are the pigs from uh, the evil pigs from the oh somebody's doing a mission for a frog episode Mm-mm. oh that's way back anyway <laughs> that was a callback all right matt where was the snail the snail was beside a chair on the left at the wedding and it's when tree trunks is first walking down the aisle yeah yeah yep. cool yeah snail watch 2023 all right what was your favorite line my favorite line was Oh, but he has a saucy, fine bologna factory. Mm-mm. Yeah. With Tree Trunk's mom. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what's your favorite line? Everybody get ready, because here comes a hot bunch of grapes. LSP. Awesome. Good job. Yeah. That was a good impression. Thanks. I mean, it wasn't even meant to be a impression, but, you know, I had to do it anyway. You did it. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, what's your impression? Let me go to this party. Oh, my gosh. You're so good at it. LSP. You're so good. Yeah, what's your impression? You look prettier than a sippy cup in a snowbank. Oh, I love it. <laughs> tree, <laughs> tree trunks. trunks. Um, it, it's so hard not to choose tree trunks as an impression. When I she love said her. But then once LSP came up, I was like, oh, this is my time to shine. You know what? I love the arc of tree trunks. I'm not going to lie. I think I was a little, I can't remember if I was a little annoyed with her when I first met her. I think that might have been I the case. I think I was. And I maybe need to let, go back and listen to the earlier episodes, but... Now, I'm, like, totally team Tree Trunks. Like, oh, yeah. she... <sighs> so funny. Oh, man. It's, it's hard going back and listening to the episodes one and two of the podcast. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, we came down hard on some of these characters no back kidding. then. No kidding. So, uh, we got some trivia. Oh, 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 kick it. It's trivia time. So, this episode reveals that TT had three ex-husbands, Randy, Danny, and Wyatt, a rhinoceros, a boar, and an elephant seal, respectively. Yeah. Um, Dang, girl. Randy. I'm Randy Butternubs. I'm Randy Butternubs. This episode was first hinted in the San Diego Comic-Con 2013 by Kent Osborne and Adam Muto. In the preview, LSP's eyes are censored by a black bar to seemingly hide her identity. Hmm. That's hilarious. So this episode reveals what Charlie, Viola, and Kim Kilwan look like all grown up. The promotional artwork has multiple references to previous episodes. Cinnabon still lives in Fire Kingdom, where he moved uh, in Earth and Water. Bimo supposedly was escorted to the wedding by Air, as seen in the promotional artwork, who it befriended and was eventually proposed to by in the episode Bimo Lost. Oh, oh that wow. That is fascinating. That is fascinating. Tree Trunks doesn't believe that Princess Bellgum has the authority to preside over the wedding. We know that. Yep. I always get the, the duds. <laughs> <laughs> trivia it's like oh, you're just telling me things i just watched in the episode and as we know this is the first appearance of the king of Ooh. yes and it was a it was a good first appearance yeah oh let's see uh in the episode jake the dad jake said that kim kilwan grew a beard and in this episode kim kilwan has a beard yeah good yep. job good continuity <laughs> tree trunks and mr pig are married after a long relationship they first met in the events after Apple Thief and never really left her home. They got into a relationship as of season four episode Dream of Dream Love. Dream of Love. 
Smudge is back as Mr. Pig's best man, uh, as he was first seen in the episode Apple Thief as one of the gang Mr. Pig used to be in. Due to the Princess Bubblegum's intervention and ruination of her wedding, Tree Trunks harbors a dislike for Princess for the rest of the show. Wow. What? That's crazy, which can first, uh, which can first be evidenced later in Season 8's episode, High Strangeness. <laughs> That's Interesting. Awesome. Uh, the King of Wu makes an appearance. Oh, the King of Wu makes a reappearance in Gold Stars. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. All right. So Let's I see. had a prediction. You did have a prediction. It was really good. And your prediction was based on the name Apple Wedding. And you guessed Tree Trunks is finally getting hitched. She asks Finn to be her maid of honor. Jake, oh, Jake is appalled, feeling left out, and therefore decides to sabotage the wedding before it can even start. You know what? This is getting a 30, like yeah. right off the bat, because... Yes, you're. It's very accurate. Tree Trunks is getting hitched. Yep. And the Jake feeling left out, trying to sabotage the wedding, is close enough to PB uh, LSP trying to sabotage the yeah, wedding. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's enough similarities there. That, yeah. You, this is yeah. A, easy, easy A right there. Thank you, thank you. Vote Team Rubrook for the win. Oh, the poll is up. <laughs> so predictions for the next episode: Blade of Grass. All right. Finn is training with a new sensei. He, Sensei, he is trying to learn a, the defensive position plate of grass that will help him with the most challenging fiends in his dungeoning fight. Get ready for a training montage. Oh, that sounds awesome. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, Blades of Grass is one of my favorite season five episodes. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Well, Matt. Yes. Any last thoughts about Apple Wedding? This was, I think, the pleasant surprise episode of the season. Yeah, I agree. Because based on the name... It didn't. It, it sounds like it's going to be a filler. There's a lot of huge world building going on yeah, in this episode, like yeah. unexpected amount. And also, like LSP is now a nuisance, like a community nuisance. Yeah. Like, where did that come <laughs> she from? Looks like a domestic terrorist. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I don't. There's just so much to enjoy in this one. I there can't is. believe I ever just kind of brushed this one off before. But I don't know if it's just like. Doing it for the podcast or what and having to pay extra close attention, but I really appreciated how much work went into this episode. Yeah, it's silly. It's goofy. It's Adventure Timey. It is everything I love about Adventure Time. Watch this episode. Absolutely. Yeah, if you haven't watched this one in a while, check it out again. Yep, it's, it's worth it's a it. Wild ride. <laughs> well, Matt, guess what? Yes. We did it. We got through another episode of Oh My Glob and Adventure Time Podcast. Oh, yeah. So if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us on the socials um, at Oh My Glob Podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Oh My Glob Pod on Instagram. There's polls. There's stuff we post up on there. Check it out. You can call us and leave a voicemail at 216-260-GLOB or 216-260-4562. It's literally just a voicemail line. So you don't worry about having to actually talk to a real person because like, you know, Stuff. Yeah, you're going to have me answering the phone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, what, do you want to, what do you want to say on the podcast? <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me get my pencil. Get my pen. Are you actually writing anything, Matt? Or are you just waving your hand around in the air like, <laughs> am I writing? <laughs> yes. So also, I want to give a quick shout out to somebody. Uh, John B. on the Facebook page, which is active for the first time in ages. Uh, who anyway, uh, has been very interactive. And I really appreciate it. because Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Thanks, John. Thank you so much. You can email us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, Matt. Yeah. 
Hi. It feels weird wrapping up an episode without listening. Like, I don't know. have to do it with myself. I don't know either. Yeah, so I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.